You're listening to Food for the Future on 980 CFPL and 980CFPL.ca. Here's your host, Peggy O'Neill. I'm Peggy O'Neill, home economist and host of Food for the Future. Today's show is part of the monthly Waste Not series in which we discuss food-related waste and other ways that households and communities can act locally to contribute to global change. We'll be discussing food education and the upcoming event Know Your Food on November 5th at the Western Fair with Susan Smith, Registered Dietitian and Education Chair at the Middlesex London Food Policy Council. Welcome, Susan. Hi, Peggy. It's really nice to be here with you. Thank you so much for having me. It's a real pleasure to have you here, Susan. Susan, you're the Education Chair at the Middlesex London Food Policy Council. What is this organization and what does it do? Well, the Middlesex London Food Policy Council was actually formed in 2016, and it's a group of volunteers from various food-related backgrounds like farming, healthcare, and education. And we look at food systems and food policies. Uh, We're supported by the London Middlesex Health Unit and the London Food Bank, and our goal is to be recognized as the trusted voice for issues related to our local food system. Wow, a trusted voice, and certainly with the combination of members and the scope of the organization's purpose, really, really important work with all that's happening, not only locally and internationally, but in our, in our province uh, these days with food and food systems and understanding food systems literacy. So really great to have the Middlesex London Food Policy Council here taking care of us from a local lens. And you're the education chair, Susan. What does that role involve? Uh, my role is the education chair focuses on food literacy and communication. My role as the education chair focuses on food literacy and communication. This is important work that we want to share with people. What we eat influences our health and our food environment influences what we eat. I approach this role with my skills and knowledge as a clinical dietitian and my lens is focused on nutrition with strong environmental influences. We are all lifelong learners, and the two most important things I've learned since joining the Middlesex London Food Policy Council are people want to know more about where their food comes from, and people want to know how to make better food decisions. And I think the New Canada's Food Guide is a good place to start. Great. So lots of places to look for education. Uh, You mentioned Canada's Food Guide. But being a lifelong learner, there's always new studies, there's always new things coming onto the market. And your role as education chair is communication. So sharing all of the great uh, evolutions and uh, new ideas we see in food that are evidence-based, which I think is really important when we're starting to look for good food education. And you mentioned Canada's Food Guide and how important that is locally. And so very comforting to have you, Susan, in the role as education chair with the Middlesex London Food Policy Council. So you had also mentioned that the Middlesex Policy Food Council is a forum to discuss local food issues so that our community is aware of and can both participate in and influence policies, so national, provincial, and local, in relating to food systems. So how does education fit into policy? Well, there's three policies that have received a lot of attention and interest from within our group. Uh, The first is called Bill C201, which notes that Canada is the only G7 country without a national school food program. In fact, we rank 37 out of 41 countries when it comes to feeding children. So this is an area of interest for us. Uh, The second point is a recent amendment that was made to the Education Act, which has embedded food literacy into the school curriculum from grades one to eight, which we were very pleased about. And lastly, a policy passed allowing rapid expansion of infrastructure 
and it's having an impact on our local farmland. And this concerns us because we know a sustainable local food system needs farmland. Right. So um, lots of activities, lots of things to keep up to date with federally, provincially, and locally. And so um, the Food Policy Council meets on a regular basis and discusses things like you had said, the school food program, which I know we are all waiting to see what the final recommendations are. And certainly education's in the hands of the province. So all of the provinces are going to have to decide how to coordinate and allocate that money, liaising with the government at a federal level, but also deciding how the provincial nuances are going to need to play out to meet the population's needs. Uh, I know the maritime provinces have different pressures in their food systems than we do in northern Ontario and some of the rural and remote areas also in Ontario. So very comforting to know that the local food policy council is taking care of this and making sure that people in our area know where to go to get information and uh, find out what they want to know in order to be good citizens so when bills are getting ready to be passed or information is at the forefront of policy discussion that we're participants in it that we have that information so wonderful that you're there in your role as education chair susan and that the middlesex london food policy council is doing this amazing work you had mentioned uh sustainability and we hear a lot about sustainable food systems and strong urban rural relationships and i know that's a special interest of yours what are some of the educational priorities in this area well to me the urban rural relationship is strongest in a circular economy when all the functions of the supply chain, the production, processing, distribution, consumption, and waste management are happening locally, that's a beautiful thing. And it's a model that could help to build us a strong, sustainable local food system. Another benefit to come from a circular economy model is the creation of jobs and new businesses, not to mention improved food quality and reduced food waste. And finally, with this model of a local food supply chain, we could really address issues of nutrition and food security not to mention the positive environmental impacts that would go from using less plastic packaging and re reduced fuel needed for transportation. So really, I think a circular economy really complements the urban-rural relationship. Okay, I haven't heard it explained that way before. I, I know a circular economy where we um, you know, produce a product and we use a product and then we take a look at anything out of the use of that product that can have a new life, whether that's the packaging, whether that's composting. But I, I liked the words that you use. It's a beautiful thing when we have strong urban rural relationships. And I agree because uh, farmers need families and families need farmers. And I really like the way that you said that. So what do communities need to understand their local food systems? Well, we want communities to understand that food system issues are being acted upon at the local level, but we choose to acknowledge some local food system champions and recognize the work that they did to make the local food and local food security a priority. Another thing we're doing is collecting information to update our community food assessment. We're writing a report for the city using information collected from an environmental scan, stakeholder interviews, and community focus groups. And this information will help us to advocate for food-related programming and resources in our community. Fantastic. And you had talked about outstanding contributors in our local food system and the acknowledgements, the special acknowledgements that the Middlesex London Food Policy Council 
And we just had World Food Day on October the 16th, and the United Nations has a program where they identify food heroes every year. And it sounds very similar. So we're in keeping with ha what's happening on a global stage here with the Middlesex London Food Policy Council and the awards to the special contributors every year, which is fantastic. And those strong partnerships and all the things that you just mentioned in order to be successful and to also believe that we can. Um, you know, we can look at the world and wonder how on earth can I do anything or what will our community be able to contribute? But the reality is every individual and every community across the globe can make a significant amount of change together. So really fantastic that you're coordinating all of this action and that the entire team at the Middlesex London Food Policy Council is working really tirelessly to make sure that our community has everything they need in terms of information and education. So thank you, Susan, for that helpful information. After the break, we'll talk further with Susan Smith, Registered Dietitian and Education Chair at the Middlesex London Food Policy Council about the upcoming event, Know Your Food, on November 5th at the Western Fair. Welcome back to Food for the Future on 980CFPL and 980CFPL.ca. Here's your host, Peggy O'Neill. I'm Peggy O'Neill, Home Economist and host of Food for the Future. We're speaking about food system education and the Know Your Food event coming up on November 5th at the Western Fair with Susan Smith, Registered Dietitian and Education Chair at the Middlesex London Food Policy Council. Susan, how did the idea for the Know Your Food event come up and what's its purpose? Well, the idea came from a grant that we applied for to provide outreach activities in London. The grant came from the London Community Recovery Network and it was part of the mandate to provide food education and engagement. And the two main reasons we wanted to hold a food literacy event are one, to promote networking opportunities for members of the community who are engaged in local food businesses. And of course, we want people to know what those local businesses are. And secondly, we want people to understand that food is really important to our well-being and we need to feel connected to it. And we need food literacy to show respect for our food and for the people who work hard to provide it to us. Really, really great idea. So a great big thank you to the London Community Recovery Network for sponsoring and providing dollars for the Know Your Food event coming up. Uh, and so the tagline after the Know Your Food is uh, grow, eat, understand. So what can attendees expect to learn about growing food? Well, what we will learn about growing food will be very interesting and come from three different perspectives. We have a small, medium and large farm producers, and each of them have very unique stories of how they got to be where they are today. Urban Roots is such a great story of the little farm that could, how they went from a patch of unused land to an urban farm producing thousands of kilograms of food is really amazing. And we also hear from two family farms, and we've got two large commercial farm operations. So hearing, uh, you know, what they're all about is going to be really interesting. The food takes such an exciting journey to get to us and hearing these stories will be really endearing. You know, you're right. I think it will be really endearing. And sometimes, you know, we're in such a rush. I know I'm, I'm guilty of this too, rushing to kind of get what I need for the next week, that um, those moments of pause to really think about the people who are connected in our food system. And you had mentioned um, some smaller scale and family farmers. I think we've been very lucky to have families producing our food 
and then all the way up to uh, larger scale uh, producers that are certainly important in our region, but important to the nation and likely the world. There's a lot of food grown in Middlesex, London region that and the surrounding area and also within the catchment area of the full listenership of this show that it is very important in the world food scene. So lots of things to hear about in terms of growing food, lots of things to discover because there's nothing like talking to the people who are on the front lines to hear really interesting stories. You use the term endearing and also to really um, appreciate and really develop an affinity for what we actually have. I know I feel very fortunate and will feel even more fortunate after I've gone to the Know Your Food event coming up on November 5th at the Western Fair. So eating is another part of the Know Your Food event. And it's something that we all need for health and well-being. Can you tell us some of the eat activities and information that is planned for the Know Your Food event coming up November 5th at the Western Fair uh, can be expected to enjoy. Uh, yes, of course, you had me at free food. Our partners at the Grove and Growing Chefs have generously set us up in a beautiful space at the Western Fair with a menu of local seasonal items. And we also have some snacks being prepared especially for us from the Critter Shop and from Oneida Sweet Treats. Our partners at Growing Chef will also speak to us about their unique business model. They create and provide programming for schools, children, and families, and their hands-on approach to food literacy engages children and really creates lifelong positive relationships with food. So lots of exciting things to discover and enjoy, but also the growing chefs, how wonderful that the people involved in that amazing program are going to be preparing some foods. They've done so much, not only for our area, but I know for sure in the province and a lot of consultation has happened um, that the province has benefited from with the growing chefs expertise and the Oneida. So that sounds like a really wonderful, wonderful thing to discover and experience. So lots to do from an eating perspective at the Know Your Food event at the Western Fair coming up on November 5th. So another part of the Know Our Food event, we've covered growing and we've covered eating is the understanding. So we want to understand our local food system to help us make decisions in our homes and for our community. How will the Know Your Food event expand attendees' perspectives? Uh, I think our Understand panel is what I'm looking forward to the most. It's such a joy for me to think about food. It's the thing that I'm the most passionate about and having the opportunity to hear from other speakers who have the same passion will be really exciting. Amanda Kennedy will be sharing her Indigenous perspectives and it'll be such an honor to have us benefit from her knowledge. Some of the other panelists will also have amazing food moments to share. And Peggy, I'm kind of curious to what you're going to be talking about. And you're <laughs> well, you'll have to wait and see, Sue. <laughs> I will be there uh, and very honored. Honored was the term you used, and I can't uh, stress it enough from my perspective to stand beside Amanda Kennedy and the other panelists to really offer some unique perspectives. But you will have to stay tuned to see what I'm going to be talking about and certainly delighted to be at the event. And I uh, can't wait for it, actually. So we add the humanities, uh, so the philosophy, history, creativity to today's food dialogue on this show. And how can these approaches be applied to food system education? Well, like I mentioned, I, as a clinical dietitian, food for me is for wellness and healing. So when I think about humanities and philosophy around food, my mind goes to the social and ethical aspects. And this brings me back to everyone's origin story, with their comfort food. The most basic of our local food is what makes our comfort food. 
The foods are simple and the cooking requires patience, like making pierogies or dumplings. You do it because there's a shared history and togetherness, and you do it with love. And to answer your question, it fits with the local food system dialogue in a very basic way. Food doesn't need to be complicated. You can keep it simple. Don't waste it. Take what you need. Leave some for later. Simple. Simple. What a what a very philosophic, uh, an entire worldview and way of life around what you just described, and how endearing that you use the term love. You know, not just love the food, but love the traditions, uh, love the process of making it, and that every single day we get to get up and do it again. So it really is a wonderful, wonderful thing deeply rooted in our history, highly creative, and certainly deeply embedded in a way of life, which is philosophy. This show is called Food for the Future. And I'm wondering, Sue, what can we do together as a community for a brighter way forward? Well, I think the best thing we can do at this very moment is to register for our food literacy event at <laughs> <being laughs> the Western Fair on November 5th. Mm -hmm. um, I, I don't think I mentioned, but uh, our opening remarks, we are extremely fortunate to have Ray John speaking to us. Um, he's a knowledge keeper and, you know, it's, uh, it's going to be a real treat to just get started in the right direction with this. Um, we'll come out and we'll meet some new friends. We can start conversations with people about what works for you with your food plan learn from each other. Um, if you'd like, you can visit the Middlesex London Food Policy Council website. There's lots of great information on there. We keep that updated all the time. And you can certainly follow us on social media. We post everything that we do. Uh, we've got lots of events going on. Um, in fact, on Saturday, October 22nd, we're going to be at the Covent Garden Farmers Market uh, downtown on King Street in the community outreach tent. So you can stop by and say hello to some of the members. Oh, wonderful. So, so much to look forward to coming up immediately this Saturday at the Covet Garden Market meeting some of the members. Wonderful. So much hard work has gone into planning this event, and I'm very excited for it to come, uh, not just because I'm going to be participating in it and attending, but because I really want it for our community, and I think that it's something that we all need right now. Susan, I would talk to you all day, and I really, really appreciate everything that you've shared with us today about food education at a community level and all the exciting things coming up with the Know Your Food event November 5th at the Western Fair. But do you have any final thoughts to offer our listeners? Well, thank you for those kind words. I, I, we certainly appreciate everything you do for us, too. I mean, you're a pillar in the nutrition community, and, and I think um, the more listeners uh, you have, the better, and uh, I hope that we can keep this going. Um, you know, we really just want people to stop and think about where their food is coming from, and is there any changes that they could make that would improve their health or the economy or the environment? It just takes small steps, you know, one calorie at a time. We can improve this local food system together, and maybe contribute to global change. Wow, that makes it so accessible. You know, it's it's not even one meal at a time, it's one calorie at a time. And you know, I think we can all confront one calorie. I, I hope we can all confront one calorie and that whole purpose is, is to come together. What a, it's been very poetic, our dialogue today, Sue and I, Susan, and I think that it's because your heart is so deeply in it. And I know many members of the Middlesex London Food Policy Council, same thing. This is a labor of love. There's tough discussions and tough policy things facing us and, and really a, a tough world when we're starting to talk about hunger and food insecurity and some of the challenges that are facing the food system today. But it's comforting for me to know that people like you are really coming every single day at it full force, 
heart and heart open and just generosity in terms of willing to share and give and certainly more of that to come with the know your food event at western fair on november the 5th so thank you very very much susan for your kind words about me and the show and really just in general so thank you to you and the entire team at the middlesex london food policy council for your really hard work and commitment and i look forward to seeing you at the western fair for the know your food event on november 5th I look forward to it too. Thanks so much, Peggy. You're welcome. Today on Food for the Future, we've been speaking with Susan Smith, Registered Dietitian and Education Chair at the Middlesex London Food Policy Council about food system education and the Know Your Food event coming up November 5th at the Western Fair. Each week, we leave you with something to talk about and something to do. Something to talk about, how could you learn more about your local food system? Something to do, visit the Middlesex London Food Policy Council website for information about the Know Your Food event, including program details, speakers, and much more. Next week on the show, it's What's in Season. We'll be discussing nature-based land solutions and environmental stewardship with Brian Gilvesi, CEO at the Alternative Land Use Services. I'm your host, Peggy O'Neill, Home Economist, and you've been listening to the show, Food for the Future. Thank you to our platinum-level sponsors, Burnbray Farms, Eggs for Life, and the Middlesex London Food Policy Council. Food for the Future with Peggy O'Neill airs every Saturday at 8.30 on 980 CFPL and 980 CFPL.ca.